a FAM production for all things mattress. FAM.news. What a show we're going to have today. Kinsley is gone. He's on vacation, but we've got somebody that's so awesome. Mike Whitaker with Nationwide joining us as the co-host. And the show is huge today because we're going to be talking about something that's so relevant to everybody out there these days. And it's about employment. It's about getting people to show up for work and get on the delivery trucks and work the sales floor. It's a hot topic. Everybody wants to know how to fix it, how to go forward, and we're going to cover it all in just a few. Welcome to the Dose Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Uno, dos, tequila! Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet your guides. I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Englander. And I'm Mark Quinn, co-founder of Spink & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betting. Together, they are Dos Marcos. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. So the Dos Marcos podcast coming to you live uh, in recording. Uh, Mike Whitaker, Mr. Co-host for Mark Kinsley. So glad to have you on the show. How you doing, brother? Man, I've got to say it is an absolute honor to be here. Big shoes to fill. I believe Kinsley wears about a seven and a half, maybe an eight. In his uh, case, I think you say it's big hair to fill. Yes, the, the hair. I, I, I worked hard on it today, Mark. It's not quite Kinsley-esque. But uh, I think we'll have a lot of fun while he is enjoying some much-deserved R&R with his beautiful wife, celebrating 15 years of marriage with a little vacation. Did you know I celebrated uh, 21 years yesterday? So Kinsley and I are in the same groove. So hard to believe that any woman would stay with note, I think, for 21 years. Yeah, I think we, we should certainly um, congratulate Bridget. She found a way <laughs> to, to top the two-decade mark with – None other than Mark Quinn. So, uh, well, congratulations you know, that, to both of you. Yeah, thank you. That can't be easy. Uh, it really can't. And uh, so, yeah, that's a whole nother show, Mike, we could talk about. But anyway, let's jump into it, man. First of all, we want to talk about something really important. Nationwide, headline sponsor. You happen to be with Nationwide. So what a perfect opportunity. What's shaking with Nationwide these days? And, and what do we want to be talking about in terms of uh, all the great <laughs> stuff you guys are providing for your members? So as you know, uh, the tide is turning. Live events can come back. And uh, as we strive to do all across the board, we're listening to our dealers. They're ready to get back together. They're ready to get face-to-face. And we are going to do just that. It's coming up very quickly. We've got a series of regional meetings kicking off, four meetings in total. We'll start in Dallas, Texas, May 25th and 26th. We'll move on to Seattle, Washington, June 3rd and 4th. Orlando, Florida, June 7th and 8th. And then wrapping up in St. Louis, Missouri, June 9th and 10th. There are still a few seats available at those final three. Dallas sold out. Registration closed. It is going to be amazing. And we still have a few seats left in Seattle, Orlando, and St. Louis. So a couple things I'll say here. Uh, Registration is still open. Nationwide members, all you need to do, hop on MemberNet. It is the headline banner. Click there, get registered, and get in a room with your fellow retailers, sharing ideas, sharing best practices, uh, face-to-face with your nationwide team. We'll have nationwide leadership there. We'll have all of our functional experts there. Jen Danko there from the digital team. We'll have Rob White from the marketing team. Amanda Evans coming in. 
and uh, so many others, too many to list. But we also have a special treat. On the second day of each of those two-day events, we have a dynamic keynoter. This keynoter is an award-winning podcast host, a best-selling author, none other than, ladies and gentlemen, our own Mark Quinn. Mark, give us a teaser. Give us a preview. Tell us what you're going to lay on us at these four powerful meetings. Yeah, no, I'm I'm thrilled to get to be a part of it. Thanks for inviting me. And you know, you're going to be up there with me, Whitaker. Um, we're going to be doing some stuff together. I'm really excited about that. Um, but we're going to talk about you know, you get through the pandemic, and you and Kinsley were nice enough to title the presentation that I was going to be giving. So <laughs> how, how nice of you to to write my stuff. That was awesome. Um, but you know, I think I'm okay. Right. I mean, we got through the pandemic and it's a weird time. I mean, we're, we're dealing with stuff, Mike, that we haven't dealt with in ever, probably in our lifetimes. And so everyone's kind of getting through. It's like you, you, you get I, the movies I see, you get through the gunfight and then everyone like checks themselves for bullet holes to make sure they're, you know, they're still alive. I kind of feel like there's a little bit of that. And so we're going to be talking about that. Like what happens in terms of community? Like what's changed in your community? Um, how are you communicating to people? differently now than you did before what's changed there and most importantly how can we be courageous in going forward with a new retail world and environment and how has it changed and what is so critical for everyone that's going to be attending the nationwide event like what do they need to be doing i was listening to doug stevens on the betting conference for furniture today and he said the biggest threat mike facing retailers and any business really going forward is their inability to change and um, their ability to be creative in how they approach their business. We're going to cover it all, and I can't wait. It goes back to what we've been saying, Mark. You do not have to change or evolve. Those are not requirements because survival is not mandatory. But those that do evolve, those that change, those that embrace this have an opportunity to thrive like none other. So come out. Uh, We can't wait to see you at the regional meetings. We have Mark coming to the regional meetings. It's going to be fantastic. And let's do something extra special during this opening only. We're only going to say it once. If you send me an email, it's really easy. My email address is Mike at Nationwide Prime, P-R-I-M-E, Media, M-E-D-I-A. The first person who sends in a note that says, I can't wait to see Mark Quinn uh, in Seattle. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this one special for our Seattle regional meeting. You send in a note that says, I can't wait to see Mark Quinn in Seattle. I'll pick up your hotel room for the conference. Uh, We'll get you a night at the hotel. All you have to do is get yourself there. Uh, first person to send that email in, drop me an email that says, I can't wait to see Mark Quinn in Seattle. Your hotel room's on me. We can't wait to have you there. And uh, who knows what else might happen. Okay. I need someone just to humor Mike and send it in. Even if you're not that excited to see me, there's a lot of other classes and uh, leadership <laughs> programs there that you can't miss. Go to nationwide.org and you can check it out because that's nationwidegroup.org. Sorry about that, nationwidegroup.org. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so Mike, we want to get into some content here in a second, but I want to I want to talk about door counts for just a second. You know, these guys have been partners of the Dos Marcos podcast for a long time, and for good reason, is because they're making a big impact with the retailers that they work with. And many of them are nationwide members. And I just want to let you guys know if you're not aware. Door Counts has a new user interface that is easier to use. It is so compelling. The dashboard is awesome. And this is really important differentiation between them and anyone else doing uh, retail traffic counting. They work on your process, guys, right? So it's one thing to have data. Um, It's another thing to be able to measure those uh, things that you're trying to measure, but also turn that into actionable items that actually convert better 
uh, at better rates. So your sales go up, right? So they help you understand how to use door counts as their dashboard and then also convert better so that you're actually driving sales. And it's all about the selling process. If you get the selling process right, you integrate this kind of thing into the selling process, then that's when sales can really take off. So it drives behavior change and it adds to your bottom line. You got to check them out, doorcounts.com. Uh, go talk to Jerry and the good people there and they will get you hooked up. So there you go. So Mike, and there's hey, a lot it's, so I got to talk about Jerry really quick. Great nationwide oh, partner. Yeah, sure. We love him to death. Um, I do think there's a chance he's crazy mm-hmm. because the offer that he'll make you to try out door counts is off the charts. Um, I know you guys have covered that a lot. It's risk-free. You can try door counts at absolutely no risk, but if you need the butt weight, there's more come to primetime in Nashville. Uh, Jerry and the team will be there. You can see it, touch it, feel it live and in person. And if you see it, touch it, feel it live and in person and don't think it'll improve your business, then we should talk because you need help. You need help. And actually just talk to anyone using door counts and you'll understand very quickly that it matters and it makes a difference. So check it out. Love to see you guys in August. Uh, That's for sure in Nashville. I can't wait for that one either, Mike. So let's get into it, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't believe how many times at Vegas market I talked to people and heard them talking about the the problem that is employment, right? I mean, there's so much government money being pushed into the market that people can't get anyone to show up for work. Um, it's difficult when it comes to having someone to deliver beds or having salespeople on the floors or even in the factories producing product. I mean, getting people out there to work on the line. And so it's slowing down a lot of stuff. And you know, it's not about this moment in time, it is, but it's really, if you have to pull back, it's about a bigger picture and it's about you. It's about whoever's listening to this podcast right now. It's about the culture you've created within your own business. And it's a good gut check moment, don't you think, Mike, in terms of, hey, you know, what am I doing as a business to attract good quality people? Because you just told me before this show, your biggest resource is not your customer. I mean, it's an important, we got to be focused on the consumer but your biggest asset is your own people. Absolutely. And Mark, it's certainly right now in the spotlight. Uh, It is a heavy topic of conversation. We've spoken to dealers leading up to these regional meetings that I mentioned before, and we've asked them, what are those top retail challenges? What are those top retail problems that you're facing? So we can sit down and work together to solve those. And it came up over and over and over again, finding people. Now, when you have a conversation around finding people, it's been going on for quite some time. It's been certainly a focus with things like the unemployment stimuluses, uh, where folks were saying, perhaps I can make more sitting at home than I could coming back to work. All those are certainly valid points. But I will say uh, this is not a new issue, and it's not an issue that's going to disappear as those go away. As we start to see that phase out, Uh, the challenge to find the best people will remain because there is a constant battle, not just to find people. And I'll say that up front, and I'd love your thoughts on this. It's not just about finding people. It's about finding the right people. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Um, And and that's the problem, isn't it, Mike? I mean, when you put a, you know, a, a, a cattle call out and you say, Hey, we need this type of person. Um, you're, not only are you not getting the response to those ads, but when you do, the quality of the people showing up isn't what it used to be. And, and so that's why, so I want to talk about this. It's kind of like 
there's certain things you do in life, right, Mike, that that create a foundation for your business. It's the work, it's the culture, right? And we and we both agree that culture is critical to any company. We we used to say culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? It's that important. It's the fabric of who you are. And so the question for the people listening to this is what's the culture? You know, if we were to ask your people right now that you have working for you inside the factory, inside of your store, you know, would you consider this a fun place to go? Would you consider this a fun place to work? Uh, Would you recommend to your friends that they come and actually get a job alongside of you in this business? That's a really good gut check. And so, um, you know, it's not all about fun. It's not like they have to come to work and, you know, it's not like a playground every day. But, you know, to make it fun, to make it a place that, you know, they can, they feel like they've contributed. They feel that there's purpose. There is some element of fun in, in their day. The, it's not a backstabbing culture. It's a, a culture that celebrates failure if it's not something that gets repeated. It's a culture that, you know, celebrates success and, and encourages people to take risks, those types of things. If that's the kind of culture you have, then all of a sudden, when it comes time to populate your business with employees, if, if a job opening comes up, then people already know in the market, they know in your town that you're a really great place to work and people want to come to work for you. Is there a line of people waiting to get into your business because you're so good to work for and the pay is so strong? What are your thoughts about that? So let's, let's wind it back a little bit. We actually have gone on a journey here that's lasted quite some time. We brought a member uh, into the nationwide family, into the fold. Uh, it's been a little over 10 years ago. Chris Kuster. I know you've met Chris. Sure, uh, yeah. Chris's sole purpose in life is to help folks enhance their culture, cultivate and develop a culture that wins. We've done events pre-pandemic. So this is not new stuff here where we did a tremendous amount of research. We did a tremendous amount of uh, pooling resources to learn what's the difference and and where do we land. So finding people is not a big deal. Uh, If you need to find people, and this was a direct quote from a member, uh, a good friend of mine who I adore, he said, listen, I can get people. Getting people isn't a problem. Sure, I may have to offer a little more compensation, but getting people isn't really all that hard. It's the caliber of the people that I worry about. So from that, we, we did a tremendous amount of research and we, we really bucketed things into three different types of employees that you'll find on your team. The bulk of your team is probably going to be what we call typical talent. They are very dependable folks. They're going to show up when they're supposed to. They're going to put in 100%. They're going to take great care of your clients and your guests. They're going to do just fine. And that's a good thing to have. You're going to need a lot of those folks. But for a retailer listening to the podcast, I'm going to invite you to do something daring, provided you're not driving your car. If you're driving right now, please don't do this. But if you're not, close your eyes for a second. And I want you to picture this. There is a family coming in the front door of your store. And a few months back, there was a tragic fire that destroyed their home and everything in it. Nobody was hurt. So we're very thankful for that. They had great insurance. And today they have their new home and that insurance policy paid off. And they're coming into your store to buy everything that you offer that they need for their home tens of thousands of dollars. This will be the biggest ticket you write all week. Is there a member of your team that you're saying to yourself, that you're picturing in your mind, that you're saying, that's the person that I certainly hope takes care of this shopper. That's your top talent. Those are the folks you're looking for. Those are the folks who align with your values and would take just as good uh, of care of that guest as you would. 
Now, at the same time, I want you to take that same family, walk into the front door, take a pause for a second and ask yourself, are there members of your team that you're saying, please, no matter what happens today, don't let that person get in front of this guest. Those folks are your subpar talent and you need to move them out. They need to move on anyway. I know that's crazy in a in a show where we're talking about the desperate need for people, I'm telling you, there's some people on your team that probably need to go. I say that as a warning because right now, a lot of retailers are sharing that they're in a position where they're so desperate to fill spots on the team, they'll take anybody with a pulse and a clean drug screen, regardless of whether they're a cultural fit, regardless of whether they're going to take passionate, good care of the guests in your stores. So when we made that discovery that there's top talent, there's typical talent, there's subpar talent, everybody in the room agreed. We'd all like to get some more top talent. So we started uh, putting research into the field and we made those predictions that everybody makes when we're doing research. What do you think the findings will say? And everybody, uh, for the most part, came back to say, oh, well, how do you get more top talent? What's their number one motivator? It's going to be money. They just want to make more money. They're looking for more compensation. And we said, no, at the end of the day, when the findings were done, we found out that there's four non-negotiables. So let's talk about those first. These are things you have to have just to employ human beings of any talent caliber. You're going to have to pay a competitive wage. That's simply a given. You're going to have to be competitive. You're going to have to provide a safe work environment. And when I say a safe work environment, I certainly mean that they're not going to risk physical injury, but I also mean a work environment that's free from harassment and bullying and all the things that make us not want to be there. You're going to need a positive culture, a place where folks can smile and enjoy their work. And you're going to need to be a respected brand. When I say a respected respected brand, uh, sharing this with a lot of dealers across the country, I used to get to look and think, well, what does that mean? I say, well, let's, let's first talk about what's not per se a respected brand. And that's when people share, what do you do for a living? Now, Mark, I know when people ask you, Mark, what do you do for a living? You've got some great things you can say about Sherwood. But when you go, I'm the host of the Mattress industry's greatest podcast in the galaxy. They may look at you a little strange, but it's fun. Um, would you be as proud to share what you do for a living if your answer was, I'm a customer service representative for Comcast? <laughs> Probably not. not. Yeah. Uh, that's not per se that respected. Brian, would you want to say, I do uh, flight security for uh, United Airlines? Maybe not. So being a respected brand is a place that you're proud to be associated with, a place that you're proud to put your name next to, a place that you're proud to call part of who you are. So those, uh, sadly, those are just table stakes. You're going to need those to employ anybody of any talent caliber for any period of time. But we found that top talent looks for three things. And these three things might be appreciated by typical talent, but they are absolute requirements for top talent. The three things that they're looking for uh, as they look for that best place to work, that employer of choice, they're looking to work for a better boss. Most people, the research proves it, they don't quit a job. They quit a bad boss. So they're looking for that better boss who's engaged, who's involved, and who's a true leader. The second thing they're looking for is a brighter future. Now, I'll share this with you. It's, it's pretty interesting. I got an opportunity to... Uh, speak at a career day at an elementary school, about 1,200 kids. And before uh, doing the, the, the speech, they had shared with us, they, they polled the students, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there were all kinds of answers in there. They, all the ones did, we did you have any? Did you, did you have any mattress podcast people? I, I didn't. It was None? shocking. I thought they would. 
But I think they also are waiting for you to retire to chase that career. Yeah, right, right, right. But what I mean, we had we had astronauts, we had police officers, we had firefighters, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had all those things. We had Instagram influencers as a career path. I want to be an Instagram influencer when I grow up. Nobody said I want to work in retail. Not a single person said I want to grow up and work in retail. And that's okay because retail by and large is misunderstood. So we have to make part of our story. There's a brighter future here. And sometimes that brighter future may be with us and it may not. It may equip you and enable you for success in that next step in your career. But if you aren't providing a path to a brighter future, top talent says, no, thanks, I'm out. And the last one is a bigger vision. They will not be part of an organization that's about nothing but turning a profit. You have to stand for things. You have to have values. You have to have beliefs and a vision for how you'll impact the world around you. Something they can buy into and take ownership of. You get those three things right. You will literally go from a world of hiring. It's not fun to be hiring because hiring means we've got that sign on the door. We're we're hoping people walk in. We don't know what it's going to be. What you want to do is have that stack of resumes in your top desk drawer so that every time a position comes open on your team, you're selecting. You're looking at immaculately qualified, very talented individuals, and you get the opportunity to select the people that are going to be a part of your team. Now, this sounds uh, really easy. It's not. It's it's very difficult. It's a journey to get there. But even in a time like this, we, we've gone through a pandemic where we saw unemployment skyrocket. Then we saw stimulus on unemployment cause folks to maybe not look for jobs as much. The consistent thread among very successful organizations with high touch cultures who are nailing these three areas, they have very strong employer brands and they've had no problem finding people. They've made it through a pandemic fully staffed. So that's a lot, man, to, to think about um, and to really consider, Mike, I mean, all the stuff going on. I mean, th- you're right, though. It's not about people. It's about the right people. And that's such a big thing. So let's talk about, I mean, talk to me about, Mike, the, the problem that's going on out there in terms of people getting anyone to come in, like, you know, they're offering big bonuses. They're offering um, really outrageous hourly wages. Like, what's your what's your thinking there? I mean, w- what's the right way to get people to come in? I mean, you know, in some cases, like right now, it's fine to say we want top talent. Hell, they can't get any talent. So what would you say to the retailers out there right now that are having a really difficult time just getting anybody to show up? So the first thing that I would say, Mark, is that it's in many ways a parallel to how we get shoppers to show up in our stores. Uh, Shoppers show up because we had the best story. Best story always wins, but only stories that are told get to compete. So even if we have an amazing retail operation, we have all the right solutions and products. We have them all at very competitive pricing. We have them available. We have amazing delivery operations. We're going to give you a great experience. How many shoppers can we expect in our stores If we exited the marketing field completely, we never told our story, we never made ourselves available, and we counted on absolutely nothing but word of mouth and somebody might tell somebody else about our business and maybe they come in, I will submit to you that you would struggle because we know 95% of consumers today start their journey online. They have to be able to find you. And if they don't find you, they don't hear your best story. So we do a great job as an industry in telling our best stories to consumers. We talk about how we can help them solve sleep problems. We talk about how we can help them build a sleep ecosystem that gets their best night's rest ever. We talk about our specialization in sleep. And because of those best stories, shoppers come in and they do business with us. 
whether or not you acknowledge it, you have an employer brand as well. It exists today. And I would submit to anybody listening to this podcast, the very first step you need to do, if you haven't done it already, log on to Glassdoor.com. Glassdoor, to be very quick on it, Glassdoor is the Yelp of employers. It's a place where team members can go and review the companies that they work for. And they tend to be very honest because it's completely anonymous. And just like Yelp, once the review's up, it doesn't go away. So check it out. You may have some things on there that may surprise you or even more frightening, you might not exist there at all. And we know that today's team members, whether they're top talent, typical talent, will take both. Just like shoppers, they start their journey online and they're going to do their homework. They're not only going to look for, is there a job posting? They're going to then ask themselves the natural next question. Well, what do I know about this business as an employer and what can I find out? And in the absence of any information, they're typically in the same position they are if they are going to shop at a new uh, retailer, if they're going to eat at a new restaurant, they're going to check out, well, what have other folks experienced there? Let me look and see what the reviews are. And when they see no reviews, they go, hey, I'm not going to be the guy who takes one for the team. I'm going to let somebody else find out and post about their experience. So if you haven't built your employer brand, then you're going to continue to struggle. So my first suggestion to you, get a careers page on your website. Claim your glass door profile. Tell your story. I will give you 95% of the companies in this industry are a great place to work. And if you are the leader of one of those great places to work and you need to find people and you don't have a career page on your website, it would be the same as having a beautiful website with absolutely no product on it and hoping people would assume what you sell and come shop with you. You've got to tell your story. You've got to talk about what are the benefits of working here. You've got to talk about more than just, hey, come on, jump on the team. We're going to give you this sign-on bonus. That's not going to get the job done. That may get you a couple of folks that come in. Are they going to be the right folks? Are they going to stick around? That remains to be seen, but highly doubt it. Uh, you've got to tell your story and give folks something to believe in, something to buy into. If you don't have that, then you've lost the battle before you ever started. And career pages aren't hard to build. Career pages are something that typically come together very organically. If you don't know what the experience is like, you don't know why people love working in your business, it's high time to go to your team members especially those team members you'd like to replicate, that you'd like to get more people that are just like them, go to them and ask them, what do you love about working here? What can we do to make this a better place to work? And then I would also suggest to you, instead of just throwing out signing bonuses for those who wander in off the street and take a job with us, look at a team member referral program. Look at a program where you take those team members that you absolutely would love to replicate. And it, we find that uh, our vibe attracts our tribe. So people tend to associate with, be friends with, and keep a, a sphere around them of people who are a lot like them, who think a lot like them. So you find those high-quality team members, incentivize them to make that recommendation to their friends. And if they come back to you and go, eh, no, I don't want to do that, find out why, because there's some things that you might want to pay attention to, some things you might want to adjust. Because if you don't have a great place to work, you don't get to be mad that people don't want to work there. And if you have a great place to work and you keep it a secret, you can't expect to find new team members. You know, that's something I want to talk to you about on the other side of this uh, door counts traffic driver segment. I want to talk to you, Mike, so be thinking about it, like what some retailers are doing or even companies for that matter. I want to riff a little bit with you about experiences that companies create to make it more fun and make it an enjoyable workplace. But I'm Mark Quinn. That's Mike Whitaker. We're here on the Dos Marcos podcast and we're having a good time talking about 
Um, one of the most important things happening to companies right now, it's employees. It's getting people to come to work, stay at work and uh, contribute to the company in a meaningful way. But Mike, you know, when we, when Kinsley and I did a keynote for you guys at Mattress University, it was a lot of fun. And we had asked a lot of retailers in the room to give us some thoughts and ideas about, hey, how do you drive traffic to your store? As a matter of fact, it was the inspiration behind our book, Come Back to Bed. And so I'm reading right here from it, Craig Robbins with Walls Furniture and Mattress. He was in the room that day. And he said, here's a great way we um, approach driving traffic to our stores, a car show right in the parking lot, like most places have big parking lots, right? So do a a car show with fast cars, cool engines, get the hoods up, uh, invite the community, put some food trucks out there and create some traffic, offer some deals. And I like that because you see them all over the place. There's car shows in the summertime quite frequently. So it was kind of cool. But anyway, so thank you, Craig. Appreciate your input there. So Mike, let's talk about, um, let's talk about some things companies do. You know, it was, it really made um, headlines when companies like Google, uh, Zappos uh, created environments where it was free lunch and ping pong tables and things like that. And the whole thing behind it was make work an enjoyable place to go. And I, I don't understand why some executives have such a difficult time understanding the value of the intangible, right? So you and I are in the marketing space and it's so hard sometimes to get people to understand why marketing their business is important or to make them feel something unique is important instead of just blasting, you know, offers at people. So the intangible, it's how you make people feel, you know, and at work, it doesn't cost a lot. I mean, you can do things. My, my wife used to work for a company called American Hotel Register. And so they're a big catalog and they sell to independent hotels all throughout the country. And so what I don't get you know, and, and they just every Friday they, they would rock up, walk around the office and drop candy bars onto people's desk with a little note saying, hey, we appreciate you. Thanks for what you do. And that was nothing. I mean, it didn't cost much of anything, but people left and they felt appreciated that day. So what are some things that you hear out there? What are some cultures out there that kind of support that way of thinking and just want to make their work environment a lot better than what they might get working for someone for someone else. And then what's the impact of that for them? So one thing I'll go ahead and share now, because I know we're, we're knee deep into this podcast and there's no way we get through everything today. We actually created a workbook around this exact topic and much like come back to bed, only I'll go ahead and tell you, this has not sold countless copies uh, <laughs> online. Uh, so uh, this one is also going to be free. So Mark, I'll send you this after we wrap up today. It's something we'll make available through the fam. Uh, there's tons of activation ideas just like that on how do we do things to create a culture of appreciation and fun? What do we do as leaders inside a retail space? Cause let's be honest, retail has its challenges. The hours aren't the greatest in the world. Uh, there's the things that we have to factor in, but just like dropping candy bars on desks, Um, I will submit to you that that was meaningful, not just because of the candy bar, but truly because of the note that said, we appreciate you. So it's finding those ways as leaders and it all falls under being a better boss, uh, being engaged, demonstrating care. And one of the neatest ideas and one that I really like, uh, we call it the five and five. So you schedule a 10 minute walk or a little bit of alone time with a team member, whether it's a walk around the warehouse, a walk around the showroom. Uh, spending that time together, spend the first five minutes talking about absolutely nothing, but learning about their life outside of work. It's got to be about learning about them as a person. You've got to invest in them as people. Find out 
you know, what's going on in their, their life uh, outside the business? Are they, uh, are they parents? Every parent loves to talk about their kids. We could turn this whole podcast into just me and you talking about our kids and we would have a blast and everybody else would go, okay, they've lost their minds. But giving your team members a chance to share that, you become more than just an employer. You become a part of their life and it does demonstrate to them that you truly care. So learn about that. Spend those next five minutes allocated to providing them with some feedback. One of the things that we see over and over again, as we look at the engagement of today's team members, uh, they don't get much feedback. They feel pretty alone and they're starved for leadership. So it's those little moments that we give them dedicated time that make all the difference. Now, there's eight other ideas on uh, that activation sheet. And these are all shared by retailers. These are things that folks have tried that they've done. And they, uh, they truly are centered around show folks that you appreciate their time, their talent, their efforts, and do things that make work fun. And do you need to put in ping pong tables? Do you need to have a cafe on site where they can eat free every day? Probably not. Uh, those are some extreme examples done in unique environments. But is there anything wrong? And, and we, we know from years and years and years in retail, to this day, bringing in lunch on a busy Saturday is tremendously appreciated by your team as they're busy. Creating those shared experiences cross-functionally. Uh, how often does your sales team get together with your delivery team? How often does the sales team buy lunch for the delivery team and sit down and have a conversation and create relationships that at the end of the day, it's about serving the internal customer. It's about how do I make your job more fun, easier, more efficient? Because when we do that, that experience we deliver to our shoppers, to our customers, continues to elevate and elevate and elevate. And we all take ownership and there's nothing that is more powerful than folks who take ownership. And one of the keys that I love, and this was actually shared by a dealer uh, a couple of years ago, and I haven't been able to shake it since because it's so true. And I've seen it happen inside our industry, outside our industry. When you're talking to folks about their career, about their profession, about the place where they work, do they say they or do they say we? That right there will tell you a lot about your culture and a lot about the level of ownership your team has taken. When you start hearing folks say, we do this, we believe that, they bought in and they're there. If you hear them saying, well, oh, my company, they do this, they do that, they've got one foot out the door already. So they may not feel appreciated. They may not feel uh, like they're having any fun. I mean, for you, Mark, this is kind of like work, right? No, it's not. No, of course it's not. It's kind of like work, but are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Of course, it's a little bit like work. I see what you're saying, but to your point, no, I mean, I love it. I love, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I've positioned myself where I can work with the people I want to work with. And I enjoy that so much. And I, you know, I, I just want to reiterate, I think some of the, the, the major points we're making here, Mike, for anyone listening to this is if, if, if your people are not massively focused or enthusiastic, I should say around your brand and your company, and they're not able to or willing to go out and recruit people to come in and work inside of your business, you've got an issue. And you really need to think about what you're doing in terms of the office and, and the culture you have and, and the experience you're giving people to come to your office, come to work for you. Because, you know, I, I remember, Mike, when I was coming up and I was a waiter, I think it was in high school, and there's a restaurant called Papa's in Papacitas in Texas, and they're still very, very successful. And um, everybody wanted to work there. You know why? Because you made more money there than anywhere else. And they taught you a lot, right? So they were really 
proficient in their training and getting you to be the best uh, at your job. And so people lined up. They didn't ever have to put out want, want ads. And, and I think today is a little bit different time. But the people inside of that business would simply reach out to their friends and say, hey, we have an open spot. And then they would fill it with, with people that they knew. But I think that's a really good gut check for everyone to really think about it. Um, are you able to populate your business that way? Now it might be a little extreme because of of the times and government money going out. But um, I, I think it really does all fall back to that. And the other point is really just making sure everyone understands to create those types of environments. It's not expensive. It's really not. It's caring. And, and I would say this, if we were to ask your people how they felt uh, about your business um, and you, where I was at to ask you directly, if you own a business or you're a manager of the business and I say, Hey, you know, what makes you who you are? Well, our people are super important to us and that's everything. Okay. It's easy to say, it's easy to put in the about us section of your website, but what is the evidence of that? Right. I want to know, I want to see examples of you guys doing those things that represents that you do value your people to that degree. So, I mean, I think those are all valiant points or salient points. Um, and as we wrap up, Mike, what are your final thoughts for people listening to this really needing to, get people to come in and and populate their stores and help them kind of get through this, uh, this spike in business these days? So I'll say it, uh, and I want to share a real world example as well, that um, he's been so gracious to let us share this over the years, and I continue to share it because it continues to work and be great. Uh, and talking to one of our dealers who has been very successful with maintaining a great team and not struggling for people, uh, they tell their story very well. And one of the things that they do, and it's Sherman's in Peoria, Lima, and Peru, Illinois. You can find them online at shermansnow.com. Click on their career page because they did a couple things. Number one, they kicked the human resources department out of the process of marketing their business as an employer. If HR is in charge of finding you people, good luck because today you're going to have to compete. You're going to have to sell the idea of working at your business and you need your marketing folks to do that. So they lead off by saying, hey, here's some success, some success stories. We've got more than just a few. And they have members of their team who've been there various amounts of time, a year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, talking about their journey with the company, why they are there, and what it means to them to be a part of that team. It's the most powerful voice there is. It's somebody who's already on the team saying, this is the greatest place that I've ever found to be a part of in my life. And then when you go to their job openings, we've all read retail job descriptions. They're not fun, right? They, they have no fun factor to them whatsoever. They're very, very dry. The reason for that, they were written in an HR department by somebody who was using a handbook on human resources and had no marketing background whatsoever. So the guy who writes the job descriptions for Sherman's, his name's Dave Weiss. Um, he's probably listening. So Dave, cover your ears. Dave is a marketing genius. He is one of those beautiful minds in marketing that sees the world differently and lets it reflect. So they're looking for a sales professional. Here's the job description. Salesperson. Whatever you're thinking when you hear that word, forget it. You have no need for the mustache, the clipboard, or the used car tactics here at Sherman's. When you become a sales professional here, you'll be introduced to a simple, high-integrity sales process. In other words, you'll work to get our customers what they actually need instead of forcing something they don't want, and they'll love you for it. Never had any sales experience? No problem. We'll teach you everything you need to be great. All you have to do is bring a smile and a deep passion for taking care of your customers. Everything else is easy. Now, the beautiful part of this, not only is it different, is it fun? Does it make me go, hey, I want to learn more? What if one of our shoppers stumbles on this page? 
I'm totally okay with that because that's the kind of folks I want to have taking care of me. It doesn't say commission sales job available, make up to $150,000 a year if your tactics of closing are good enough. Nobody wants that. Today's world doesn't work like that. So tell your stories. They also have some videos on the page that they made. They shot those with an iPhone. It's not that hard, but they told the story and they are constantly getting a stream of resumes from highly qualified candidates. They are not in the business of hiring at Sherman's anymore. They're in the business of selecting. They're also always actively recruiting. And that's the last thing I'll share. That's my final thought as we start to wrap up. Always be recruiting when you're in your market. Go out to dinner. You have that person, you know, you said it yourself, Mark, you started out as a server. Look how far you've come. Um, (laughs) But folks in the hospitality business, it takes a special personality and mindset to succeed there. And that mindset and that personality often translates really well into our business. So somebody comes up and they blow your mind. Here's the thing. Don't embarrass them at their current job. There's a little recruiting card. And it's actually in this little booklet that we'll share on the fam uh, that just says, hey, the service you just delivered was amazing. My name is Mark Quinn with the Dos Marcos podcast. And I think you have everything it takes to be successful inside our organization. If you're looking for a change, I'd love to talk. If you're not, hey, I just wanted you to know great job and I think you're amazing. But if you'd like to connect, here's the information. We'd love to talk. Slip it into the, the check when you pay it. Make sure you tip well. Don't, don't skip on the tip and leave that card. But leave that card behind. You'll be shocked at how many of those folks you interact with will go, hey, I am looking for a change. I do want to do something different. And this is opportunity. The worst thing that you did was you made their day. If they're not interested in moving, you told them they're amazing. You made them feel great. You touched another human being's life in a very positive way. Best case scenario, they go, hey, this is pretty special. I want to take a chance to be a part of this. Be recruiting. You cannot wait until you need those people and go, hey, we got to have people. You've always got to be recruiting, always looking for the next superstar to join your team. Um, All that said, Mark, I think you have everything it takes to be a member of the Nationwide Marketing Group team. So we should talk. I I don't know if I'll ever get that honor. However, I am going to get a chance to be with you at the leadership summits in Dallas, Seattle, Orlando, and St. Louis. And I can't wait. Can't wait. I can't thank you enough for being part of the show today. You know, you you may not have Kinsley's hair, but you do have, you can totally outdo him on your facial hair. I think that's. So I I do have the, uh, of our little trio here, I do have the the best beard because I have the only one. Now, there's no question about it. There's a note. uh, Kinsley's, Kinsley's going to come back eventually, right? (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, we hope so. You know, he's out but doing his thing. He, he may he may stay on the islands. No, you and I have got a couple weeks of this. So we're going to be on the road together next week. We're going to record another show. And so, yeah, I'm excited about that. We're going to get to continue this conversation and others. And just, by the way, what, what I loved about what you said, it's so funny, Mike, because you said something about servers. You know, when you were talking about that person, I thought about this person at the post office that I think is a rock star, the way he handles the public, his patience, his personality, the humor he uses. I mean, that's a person. I think about the guy who sold me my son's car. I think, I mean, there's so many people you run across, have that card ready. You can pass it out. It'll make a difference. Everybody listening to the show, please, please, please go to wherever you get your podcast and like the show, give it a rating. We'd love five if you can afford and believe in us enough to give us that kind of rating. Go to fam.news, check it out. Um, the best podcast, it's Mattress Podcast Heaven, Whitaker. So uh, we hope everyone can uh, go check that out as well. And uh, thanks again, brother. 
Thank you for being here. And I got some good news. We have the best mattress wrap video coming up right now. You can bounce on it. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. As ice. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce, now, now we, we got, got it by the leader Well you take a spring and you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress yeah. Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid you want somebody to get in your vicinity you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity foam alone out of five maybe one star springs and foam we're taking care of that lumbar mad back support the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet party in the back of the business best of both worlds like mars and venus the ultimate hybrid nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, phone keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We, we got, got that type of bounce, bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us And you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive Hybrid is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses Ah!